Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50 with Dallas and Michael. Uh, Today, we're going to discuss another frequently asked question, and it's, are they going to stop me spending my money? Talking about their Dallas. Yeah is um, are they, which is us, <laughs> going to stop you, which is our client, <laughs> it's, it's spending your money? The frequently asked questions segment is a bit confusing because we, we are really referring yeah. to a different capacity here. So, um, yeah, so we're, we're actually talking about, I yeah. guess, There's one of the common concerns. things, that when, one of the, when people walk in for the first time, they're relieved in a number of ways when they when they leave uh, and they become a client of ours. But one of the things they say yeah. quite common is we thought you guys were just going to take all our money off us yeah. and we'd have no money to spend <laughs> now and, yeah. and you know, we, yeah. we'd be we'd be squirreling away yeah. everything for our retirement. Yeah. And they and they're surprised when that doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, and I think this is this probably ties in the perception of um, a financial advisor as a as a cold-blooded, purely rational, you know, uh, being who, as it's a, I think it's sort of assumed that our only job in life is to maximise the amount of dollars that you have on your deathbed and, and that's it. Yeah. And, that's, and this is kind of the, the thing where, for anyone who actually knows us, that, that I don't think that's the case for any financial advisor, really. I think this is probably yeah. not a major concern, but there are definitely advisors that, that are purely focused on maximizing financial return whereas for us a big part of it is is about tying that into i guess enjoyment or contentment or whatever word you want to use over your entire life mm. so again to use that example of if if all we focused on was having the most amount of money on your deathbed i don't think anyone's going to it's not rewarding work for us and it's not really it's not exciting for for our clients because they they never get What's the point of doing the financial planning if you don't get to enjoy it? Well, there's a, there's a spectrum there, yeah. and um, so you could you could you could live like a peasant now to yeah. live like a king or queen later yeah. in retirement. Yeah. Or on the flip side of that, you could live like we yeah. see many people that are living yeah. like a king and queen now, yeah. and they're destined to live like a peasant yeah. in retirement because yeah. they they've got the equation like the other way. The yeah. other way, we yeah. we find that somewhere on that yeah. on that medium is the best place to be. Yes. So where um, where you're living a good lifestyle now, you can continue that lifestyle on into your retirement for many, many years in your retirement. We think that's the best approach. And that's it ties into a phrase that I, that I really like, which I've said before, it's, it's a great racehorse name, consumption smoothing is a big thing for me. Is for most people who are coming to see us that in Australia, historically, we don't have a big culture of you know leaving a huge inheritance for kids. So most people want to spend pretty much all their money during their lifetime. Now, I've spoke before at length about why that probably isn't really feasible, but Mm. most people want to be able to spend their money in a way that maximises the enjoyment that they can get out of that over their their whole life. So Mm. when we talk about, you know, that phrase consumption smoothing, what we're essentially saying is that for most people, if you're spending $100,000 a year now, 
and you're on track to get to retirement and you're, not, you're only going to have enough money to live on $50,000 a year, that's probably not ideal because you, the, the extra $50,000 that you're spending at the moment, you're probably not really getting a huge amount of enjoyment out of it. You know, some of that can be pushed into, into the future, pushed into superannuation, into saving for your retirement so that you, know, you can spend $80,000 a year now and $70,000 a year in retirement or some, some variation of that. Now, as you just said, though, alternatively, some people, some people are spending $50,000 a year now so that when they retire, they can spend $100,000 a year. And that, to me, that doesn't make a huge amount of sense either. What we normally see is that it's, it's about smoothing that out to go, if you're used to living on $80,000 a year, that's probably, there's, there's no real advantage in saving more money for the sake of saying, well, when I get to retire, I'll be able to spend much more than that. Hmm. It, Normally, what we're looking at there is just going, how do we maintain that current lifestyle? Whatever, whatever you choose that to be, how do we maintain that in a way where, you, number one, you don't ever run out of money, but secondly, you, know, you, can, you can keep doing all the things that you're doing now because that's obviously what, what you, you've chosen to do those things for a reason because that's what's important to you. Yeah, that's right. And, and probably the only, the only exception to that is if people do really want to travel yeah. quite a bit more than yeah. they're traveling now yes. um, in the early years of their retirement, yeah. especially. Yeah. Then, um, and we actually did have to yeah. add, add some money onto that. But it's generally, it's still within yeah. Yeah, a, band a band of sort of what they're, this, what they're this is currently a, yeah. spending now. So. I, um, I, I, it's something that I've thought about a lot with the, uh, as we discussed with, with the budgeting, where we used to, or I used to, try and work out with people how, how much money they would spend in retirement and, you know, do a bit of a budget up. Now, and we've talked about this at length in a podcast, about how much will I spend in retirement? So if you, if you want to know that, go back and listen to that in more detail. But essentially, what we work on there is you're probably going to spend the amount that you're spending now and then you take out, strip out any expenses that will stop. So if your mortgage is paid out or something like that, you strip out that expense, but then add back in anything like like travel or any of those mm. expenses that are going to dial up in retirement. But on average, yeah, you, you're going to end up in in the same sort of position. So, um, and it's a it's a pretty good rule of thumb because I mean we should point out no one actually knows. No, um, that's right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like we don't know. No, and, no. and, well, well, this and is, our clients this is, don't usually know how much they're going to spend in retirement. I mean, it's yeah. a pretty good guide to say. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, what you're spending now is is about is right. fairly yeah. close to what you'd be comfortable spending. Yes. Once you once yeah. you and that, this is I guess once you actually thing. retire, is that it, it really only um, it only jumps out at us when it's dramatically wrong, if that makes sense. So, mm. you know, how many times have you seen this where someone will come in to see us and and they they pull up in a in a in a brand new car and walk in and they're dressed immaculately and and. And, you know, they'd tell us about a holiday they just went on to, you know, South America or something like that. Mm. And, you know, and then when we talk about, okay, where do you retirement? They go, oh, I read an article that says that a comfortable retirement's $47,000 a year. Yeah, so that's what yeah, I'm going to yeah, live yeah, on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You just go, no, that's not, yeah. that is not the case for you. For you. Yeah, that's right. And that's, it's, again, as we said, this is not a, it's not for us to say that you should try and spend $47,000 a year. It's just that the reality is that that's not the life that you're used to living. No. So, if you're planning for retirement and you're planning on it, you're only going to sell yourself short. So yeah. I think we're sort of digressing a bit from the main point of this podcast, but are they going to stop me spending money? But I think the big thing for me is what we're really trying to do is get that balance right between now yeah. and retirement. And look, almost 
every single client of ours, yeah. part of their plan includes them giving up some money yes. that they're not currently giving up. Yep. So part of their plan yes. yep. involves actually them putting more into their superannuation fund yep. than, than they are currently doing yep. right now yep. um, for almost all of their clients. That's yep. part of the plan. But um, getting it right is, is key for us. Well, and it's a little bit like the diet where you you, yeah. you, know, you don't go from, yeah. from um, eating... You know, if you like to eat dessert four or five nights a week, yeah. it's unrealistic to think that you get you can stick to a diet yeah. sustainably in the future that involves no dessert yeah. ever. Yeah. So yeah, you see the good diet plans that yeah. that, that give you yeah. a so, Friday night dessert and a Sunday yeah. night dessert or something like that. So you've yeah. got something to look forward to. It's less than what you're doing. Yes. Uh, now it's yeah. a change to what you're doing now, but it's it's sustainable. And for us, it's important that our clients can sustain their, their, their financial plans. The big thing for me with, with this thing about reducing spending or stopping spending on some things is that even when we have, the, even when we, as you say, most of our clients that come to see us, there is some component of them giving up some net income every year. But it becomes a very different um, dynamic because the conversation is around, it, it's a, it's a goals-based thing. Mm. You, you want to live this sort of retirement. To achieve that, you need to give much per year. So, and and it then becomes, I guess the everyone can understand why that has to happen, and is is happy to stick to that new plan. Versus, if everyone that came in we just said you've got to give up twenty thousand dollars a year, or you've got to do this, you know, they very quickly they would know that we're just doing that because that's a one size fits all sort of yes. solution. And so, some people come in and and. Yeah, it's very rare, but some people that come in and, and think I've got to be saving much more than what I am and, and we're sort of pushing the brakes saying, hey, you, you're already on track for way more than you probably need in retirement. If yeah. there's anything that you can spend money on now that you'll enjoy, you should you should be doing that rather than saving more. Yes. So that's, I guess, the, the, the big way that I think of it is this, this question around how much money to spend is that it's got to be in service to the plan of mm. or the, the goal or the target of where are we trying to get to and then you work backwards from, well, how much do I spend now versus how much do I spend in retirement? Not just a, a pure thing of, I should be spending less money now. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about this. I think this is like some Anglo-Catholic guilt thing where everyone who comes to see us sort of feels like, I'm, I'm living this, I should, be, I should save more money. That's the, the only answer is that mm. I need to, if I enjoy things, I shouldn't be, shouldn't be doing that. I shouldn't spend that money. I should just be saving more money. Hmm. And that's kind of our job there is to go, well, that may be the case. You may need to cut your spending. And in a lot of cases, when you, when you look at the trade-off of where people will get to in the future, they're happy to make that decision because it's going to put them in a, in a very, very improved sort of retirement. But it's, to me, it's more around yeah, how, much, how can you spend money now and in retirement in a way that's going to maximise your enjoyment over your whole life? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the that's the equation for us that makes the most sense. Yeah. And um, yeah, extremes one way or the other just don't, don't work. generally work. No, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, good place to wrap up. I think, and this ties back into the previous question around um, what if I disagree with what with what the advisor says is that as I say, there it's not it's never a dynamic of us as the as you know, handing a stone tablet over saying this is what you must do, this is all about trade-offs, is that it's a conversation around what what can you do now, what should you do now 
um, and, and a decision that we that we make together around. Yeah, look, and, and sometimes, um, you know, for example, uh, it, you'll say to people the number is $30,000 a year, for example, yeah, yeah. Um, to get to where we think you want to be yeah. uh, at, re- at retirement. Yeah. And um, we, t- we always tell people, let's go and test it. Yeah. So let's go and put it in place. Because it's not $30,000 a year. It's, it's, you know, yeah. it's divided by 26 fortnights. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's that amount. Yep. Um, Minus the tax refund that you get. All that yeah. Sort of thing, all yeah. The, so, so they test it. And then, and then sometimes that does leave people a little bit short. Yeah. So we'll, we'll actually say, okay, well, it, it makes sense now to dial that back a little bit. Off, let's yeah. have a look at the, the, the yeah. alternatives that yeah. you, can, you can trade off. Yeah. For some people, that might be working an extra year. Yeah. Um, yep. and then yeah there's a realm of trade-offs that you can yep. build into that as well because they've both qualified for long service leave for example yeah. so yep. hey why don't we yep. what if you work for an extra year because yep. you've had the dial down what you put into your superannuation fund um, yep. and take your long service in that period of time yeah or take your long service at the end yeah uh, so you you're 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 only working sort of mm. three quarters of that of that year yeah um, and then you're taking long service so there's it, it's it's again all about trade-offs. I mean, we talk we talk yeah. a lot about trade-offs, but but it's it's about trading off those different types of things too. But yeah, I think I think the trade-off thing is most people can understand that where like a lot of the a lot of the tax planning, for example, it, there's no trade-off involved. It's mm. just you, you want to save as much tax as possible. Whereas you know how much money should I spend every year? There really is no right or wrong answer. It's, no. It is it is purely around the, the trade-off of where do you want to be in the future? What are you willing to give up now to make that happen? But um, yeah, so I guess to go back after after 15 minutes to go back and answer the original question of are they going to stop me spending money? It depends. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, it's it's it would almost always involve people giving yeah. some money up. Yeah. We 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 know though that um, as people's we know we know that generally speaking, as people's incomes increase, yep. they their expenses just naturally increase as yep. well. So we we actually know that yep. for the feedback that we get from our clients, once they've actually yep. started giving up their money and putting it into their superannuation fund, yeah, um, it, it's a it, it's at a manageable level because they don't tend to notice that yes. money going because the 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 stuff that they were spending their money on. Weren't really getting too much enjoyment that's out of right. that. Squeezes down, yeah, because yes. there's just not that money left. And that, that's exactly right. Is even in a situation where, so in a majority of situations, people do give something up every year. But I think it's the combination of, of those two things where, for all of those people who are giving something up every year, number one, they're probably not getting a huge amount of enjoyment out of some of the things that they're spending money on. Mm-hmm. So there's some low hanging fruit there. And secondly it's in service to, to a greater good to some degree. They, they can see that if I give up this thing now, which I'm not really enjoying anyway, this is the situation that will put me in in the future. Yep. So, again, to refer back to a previous podcast, uh, the, the give up, get back ratio, which, which mm-hmm. you sort of did some calculations around that of you know, giving up per week for the last 15 years of your working life to get $360 per week for 15 mm-hmm. years. So that's a, that's a trade-off for people to make, and it's not our place to say you should definitely give that up. It's just mm-hmm. to know that if, if you do, this is the outcome that, you, yeah. that you'll be looking at in the future. Yeah. Good place to wrap up. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.